What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to episode 33 of More Wrestling's podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Morrison, joined today by my co-host, Zach Rolf. How's it going today, Zach? What's up, man? Been a long time. I'm super excited to finally talk some wrestling. And holy crap, Flow Wrestling had a makeover? Really? Go to the website. It must have just happened like in the last few hours because I was at practice. I just went on to Flow to go into the arena to pull up some brackets and... uh. It is not the normal looking flow wrestling. I mean, it looks kind of cool though. I mean, it, it's kind of normal for me, so I don't know if it's just not showing up on my end. I don't hmm. know. Whatever. That's pretty cool. Anyways. Yeah. Um, Anyways, yeah. We had to clean the uh, cobwebs off the old mic. Um, it's been a, almost a month since we had our last uh, episode 32. Somebody had COVID. Yeah. You know, about a week or so after the uh, state tournament <clears throat> down in Pennsylvania. I had COVID. It wiped me out for a few weeks. And uh, we obviously had a few things lined up, right? We had Carter Schubert supposed to be on uh, right after a state title that he won. And then uh, you kind of set something up with Jesse Porter, which, I mean, he's busy, obviously, right now. He's trying to qualify the weight for the Olympic Games. So good luck to Jesse. But, yeah, it's been been a long month without a more wrestling podcast. That's for sure. Dude, we've had so much happen over the last few weeks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not gonna get to it all. We're gonna have to like summarize everything. Yeah, there's been a lot of stuff that's happened, and uh, the the weird part is like you had your season obviously a few months ago. I had my uh, season just started uh, May 19th, I think was the first day, which I had COVID, so I missed the first week. So my assistant coach uh, he helped and took took care of things, but it's just an awkward awkward time we're in. I I hadn't ran a lot of practices in the last several months, I guess, um, just because most of our guys that have been practicing still have been going to Kenny courts. I had the first practice, first week of practice. And then, uh, over the weekend, I ran a little practice for Cole Mulhauser and Carter bear. And then, um, just practice the last few nights. So, uh, it's kind of good to get back into the rhythm of, uh, you know, running practices and, you know, getting into a smelly wrestling room, I guess. Dude, I love it. I, I'm, I've been pretty lucky. You know, we have we have my barn, and um, I've had a little bit more availability recently, which is gonna get even more open soon. I can't wait for that. Where you know we've been getting together with Tioga quite a bit, working out with them. Um, we've been uh, working out three, four times a week at my place. We've had some kids coming down from different areas. We've had some five kids, some. Some other four kids from out on the other side coming in just to kind of work out with us. It's been a lot of fun seeing new kids and getting my getting my guys some different looks from uh, some of the better guys in the area. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of nice to do as you just said. Like um, most of our guys, like I said, that were going to Kenny's, um, the greenhouse, they're they're guys from all over the North Country and <clears throat> even the Syracuse area, uh, like Mulhausers, just ten miles north of Syracuse. Um, so yeah, it's definitely nice to get those, you know, like-minded guys together and, uh, it's a better environment for the guys who are trying to get better. So it's very nice to see that. Um, the last episode we had though, was the New York state tournament. And of course, after a New York state tournament or any state tournament, there's the nationals, right? So some years the flow flow has their nationals. They didn't have it this year, but NHSCA had their nationals down at Virginia beach. So, uh, Let's dig into that a little bit. I w- They're missing a little bit of Willie, huh? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, I was just listening to Willie's podcast today and like how he said he's already looking for events to, or uh, 
yeah, events to kind of looking for arena to host an event. And, you know, he's obviously very good at what he does and finding the right talent. Obviously he's the, the brain of wrestling. So yeah, they're definitely missing Willie, I think at flow, but a little NHSCA recap, um, from the girls division to the middle school, freshman, sophomore, junior to senior, there was 183 entries for team New York that they actually competed, I guess. I mean, there might've been more entered, but they didn't compete. Uh, we had all Americans, the girls, we had one all American in the girls, six in the middle school, six in the freshman, four in the sophomore juniors killed it, having 11 all Americans. And then the seniors had nine, the national champs we had middle school, Gary McDowell, 85 pounds, I believe he's a section five guy. Uh, freshman, we had Cameron Catcherbone at 132 and Zach Ryder. So section six and section nine, getting some national champs. And then up top senior, the big guy, we talked about him before the, actually after the state scene, he impressed me at state tournament, Sebastian Gary Baldy, uh, 285, section one, White Plains. He, uh, he looked good. You know, he won a national title as well. So New York kind of represented pretty well. Obviously it was a weird some schools didn't have their season yet before the, the national tournament. And then some schools obviously kind of did, but really not a season like these other states. So, you know, we kind of took what we can get. Yeah. You know, New York usually has a really good showing out of NHSCAs. I'm not sure um, why that is. We usually send a ton of people down there, um, which is not, you know, why, why do we pick NHSCAs over, say, like a Flow Nationals or a USA Wrestling Nationals? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's just typical that New York sends a ton of kids down there. And I, I think there was a point where, like, we were winning seniors almost every year at one point. Um, go ahead. That, that's the thing, though. Like, if you go on Flow Arena and the, the team competition and stuff like that, like, it doesn't show the, the team results. And like you mentioned, like, before years ago, like, they had – the, the team results. So like you could see who was winning the seniors, who was winning the juniors and sophomores and so on. It just, it kind of sucked because, you know, you're used to seeing and, and rooting that team, team New York guys on and, and uh, you kind of have some bragging rights, I guess you can say, but. Right. No, you know, I'm, I, I'm currently doing a little bit of a deep dive on the guy that Cameron Cajabone wrestled in the, the finals of NHSCAs because his name looks super familiar to me. It's Judah Abar. Okay. Um, I found his brother wrestled against us, but I feel like I saw him wrestle. He's Where, uh, what state was he from? I, he's from Jersey. Okay. Well, I should say the dual team that we wrestled against was from Jersey, but he's listed for NHSCAs under Maryland. Hmm. But I know I've seen this kid wrestle before. Maybe it was a Southern Jersey team that he was on. I have no idea. But uh, yeah, that same weekend though, that NHSCA's, we had uh, I think it was the highest tournament. Oh, he wrestled Dante Regal. That's who he wrestled. Oh, Johnson City. There you go. Yeah. Okay. He beat he beat Dante. I don't know why that. Oh, he okay. So his brother wrestled for one team and then he wrestled for another. What duels were that at? The Tyrant Bison duels. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I knew I saw his name. I wasn't crazy. He's definitely good. He also, uh, he actually also pinned Casper Stewart at that at that event. Yeah, I mean, obviously we mentioned what four guys' names uh, that were national champs, but we had a handful of other guys that you know did really well. I think I put it on More Wrestling's Twitter. Like, 
Nate Wade and Bova, they both placed higher at the, the national tournament than they did at the journeyman New York state tournament at the beginning of the month. So it's kind of weird. Like I think Wade took fourth at the NHSEAs and he might've took fifth or sixth, I think fifth at um, the t- state tournament. And then Bova was in the state or the national finals and uh, he didn't even make the journeyman finals. So it's kind of interesting to see that. Yeah, there was a lot of um, kids who really showed up. Um, a couple of kids that really impressed me here were uh, the Jackson Polo kid, who my guy he was we, tough. Told you, yeah, no, he was good. Like, yeah. and I knew when I was when I watched when obviously I coached against him with Levy in the quarterfinals of states. But I remember watching that match, and, and all that kid mi- was missing was I don't know another minute of a gas tank. Yeah, if, if he had that minute, I mean, he might be beating Zach there because. He he had a really good pace and he was pushing and pushing and pushing and shooting and shooting and shooting. Right. All right, guys. I got a dog. He's a puppy. He's learning. You're fine. Anyway, he's shooting and shooting and shooting and he just kind of gassed himself out. By the time he was in the third period or second or in an overtime, he just didn't have the the gas tank to to keep finishing those finish those shots. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, he's a D two guy, so I've watched him quite a bit in the last few years, and you know, I watched him at the Eastern States. And I think it was the, might've been the New York state duels uh, that were held in Syracuse. Um, but yeah, he was, he's a tough guy. And I obviously expected him to do well at the state tournament. And uh, I knew he was capable of doing well at the, the national tournament as well. You know, we had a, several national finalists as well. Um, Cole Mulhauser was in the national finals. You know, he, like I, I kind of was bragging him up before the, the finals. He was, he breezed way through the finals. And then um, he wrestled a really tough guy that came down from 195 and uh, had a rough match with him. And Sam Sorensen, uh, the, the state champ from Wyoming and New York, he was in the national finals as well. He took second. There's a handful of other finalists and, uh, you know, a, a lot of other studs from New York that went down in place. So good tournament. Um, like I mentioned, there was a few uh, few tournaments that were going on that weekend as well. Um, let me see. The Ohio Tournament of Champions, I believe, was going on. And there was an, also another event at the – uh, the Pocono Resort, the thing that the uh, the yeah the Kalahari the uh, Kalahari <laughs> the, the state tournament where the freestyle and Greco states are going to be at, uh, <laughs> at that venue. Um, I haven't looked at the what thing. Was that so again? I'm, just, I'm that guessing their name um, from looking at it once. <laughs> and then this past weekend, actually, uh, one of the Governor guys, he went down to Spooky Nook. So I think he's wrestled at the Spooky Nook probably five, six, seven times in the last. 365 days since COVID started. So uh, they must have their six hour schedule from driving from Governor down to Spooky Note every weekend. On top of that, the uh, there was a youth tournament this past weekend in Rochester. Uh, one of my Kiwi parents that are on my Facebook um, posted that. So it was kind of good to see that wrestling starting back up in New York. You mentioned before we started that the uh, Niway States are going on, I believe this weekend, right? Yeah, no, the Niways will be this weekend. I know a couple kids that are going down there. Um, I don't expect it to be as um, well attended as well in the past. Obviously, it's it's May, and a lot of I know my my boy who competed at, at Journeyman. He's got he's playing baseball right now. We're not even thinking about wrestling in May. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kids, I mean there's there's a line. I mean some kids obviously there's guys like Steve O who's wrestling his entire life all the way through. But the, he's an outlier, right? I'm not. I'm not going to grind my kid through the summer, and you know, just let him wrestle forever. I mean, he's begging me to wrestle right now, but 
you know, I'm going to keep him on the back burner and, so, and, you know, let him, let him want to wrestle. But I don't, I don't know why we're even trying to run a Nyways right now. Yeah. Um, good for giving him opportunities, right? Like I'm not, you know, I'm not digging at G2 or an Iway or anybody, you know, I appreciate them giving these guys opportunities who want to wrestle, but hopefully, you know, hopefully these kids aren't going to get burned out wrestling this late. Yeah. I mean, there's also a Spartan nationals coming up soon. Spartan combat. Um, maybe that's too soon of a sore subject to bring up. I don't know. But, uh, did you hear actually bringing up Spartan, um, Dake, he kind of, I don't know if it maybe was or not, but he kind of gave out the projected lineup. Maybe from what I'm thinking anyways, uh, he was talking, had an interview with Chael Sonnen, and, and it's on uh, YouTube. Uh, you sh- I'm sure you could find it. I think I saw it come across my Facebook feed. But uh, he he said something about, you know, with Dean out of the lineup at Cornell, what's it going to look like? And he named off 10 guys. They're all kind of in the same, you know, order that you would imagine that they would be in the lineup. And uh, yeah, obviously it was 10 really good guys and kind of makes you excited for the Cornell Big Red coming up this year. You know, I again we talked about it a little bit, but the only real question mark for the Big Red is at seventy four, eighty four. Um, other than that, we're pretty stacked, and, and you got Chris Foka who can man either one of those weight classes. And we saw him obviously tech fall Max Dean at the last chance qualifier. He just took third at Junior Nationals after losing Colton Hawks from Mizzou. Um, he he's going to be a hammer, man. He lost a, he only lost by one point to the guy who's on the Junior World Team right now. Um, he's going to, he's going to be a hammer. And I, I think he's gonna be a 74 from my information. He's walking around real light. He, I, he's not cutting any weight to make 86, uh, at least as far as I'm, I'm informed, but I can see him manning 74 or 84 for the sake of, you know, life. I would like to see him at 84, 74 is about to be an absolute gauntlet next year with Griffith going up and Makai Lewis going up and, you know, you already got Michael Kemmerer and Carter Sorochi. You know, that, that weight class is going to be nasty. And, you know, the rumors are Max Dean to Penn State. And if that's the case, you know, one of, you know, Aaron Brooks or Max Dean's got to go up to 97. If Aaron Brooks is the one that goes up, I mean, 84 is wide open. Yeah, that's true. Um, I obviously... I think Willie's talked about it on the first word. And then obviously Flo's talked about it as well on FRL. It's, it's going to, I mean, if he goes there, obviously somebody's going to go have to go up. Brooks obviously would probably fare better. I think at 97 than Dean would, but I, I don't know where those guys are both sitting. So. Yeah. But the only, the only concern I would see then, you know, with, with the Cornell lineup is it focus at 84, who's going to be at 74. You know, I, I think we don't have the depth at 74. We would have at 84, Right. Um, we've seen Darmstadt make 84 in the past. We also have Jonathan Lowe, who's really tough. And from what I've heard um, coming out of the wrestling room, he was giving Max Dean all he could handle before he had he had departed, you know, Ithaca. But Jordan, Jordan Lowe, or Jordan, huh, Jonathan Lowe is going to be really good. Um, the other the other roster battle we're going to have is at 97. You know, Darmstadt just can't take control of this weight class, right? I mean, he had the situation with Ben Hannes when he was there where they were going back and forth. And now Jacob Cardenas is really, you know, True. putting his name out there for for a starter at 97 for Cornell and an AA contender. Um, I could see I could see both of those guys doing really well at NCAAs. I think at the end of the day, it'll be Darmstadt. I think he will have a better 
opportunity come NCAAs for either bonus points or higher higher AA placings just from his his unorthodox style. Um, and I think that's something Cornell needs to be looking at, given you know the team race uh, uh, aspect. Yeah, um, it, it's kind of jogging my memory. Uh, in that interview with Dakin Chael, the uh, he did mention uh, Lowe. So Lowe was the guy that he mentioned at 84. So, it, and he did mention Focus. So that would probably be the guy there, 74. Um, so yeah, I don't know all 10 of the guys. I probably should have wrote it down. It didn't click in my head until he mentioned 10 names and I'm like, damn, that's, that's probably going to be their lineup. So, um, either way, I mean, we can, I mean, it's not hard to run through at this point, right? I mean, at no. 125, it's, you ah, is it? I think, that, it, I mean, that's, that's what he, that's what he said. So I don't know. Fair enough. But Obviously like, Greg D's there, right? Greg D's there. And then the, the other guy who, who's coming in this year, Brown Unger. Yeah. I mean, he just beat Richie Figueroa at the, at the Dapper Dan Pittsburgh Wrestling Classic, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, that's true. And it and it wasn't close. No, that match wasn't close. I mean, we just saw Richie Figueroa make a junior world team, and I mean, he controlled for the most part. I mean, he teched his he he, I think he beat Ryan Miller in the finals. It was like ten to one, and then a tech fall. I mean, he he controlled that whole tournament. Other than Drake Ayala, who's also we all know is really really good. Yeah, he's stud. Yeah. Right. So at twenty five, you either got Greg D or or Unger, and then obviously we have Vito in the in the mix there too. But um, thirty three, one of those three guys have to go up. Forty one, Josh Saunders. Forty nine, Yanni. Fifty seven, Colton Yapujan. Sixty five, Julian Ramirez, who also just had a really good showing at Junior Nationals, the Junior World Team Trials. Right. His only losses were to Keegan O'Toole, uh, which was a really good match. I, did you get a chance to watch that match? What the Keegan O'Toole one? Yeah, Keegan O'Toole. Yeah. yeah, that was a really good match. Uh, questionable challenge at one point. I'm not sure why they threw the break. Did you know what I'm talking about? Keegan O'Toole had the double leg and he's running them and he just plants Julian on his back out of bounds. And I could see why they wanted points because Julian's kind of chest wrapped him through, but man, you just got planted on your back out of bounds. There's no way you're getting that challenge there. And they threw the brick, but Julian gave him a really tough match. Uh, probably the, it was, it was Keegan's toughest match of the whole tournament. I don't think anybody else came close. He tacked his way through everything except for Julian and Facundo. And Facundo, obviously, is really tough. Um, so, I mean, Ramirez lost to Keegan, and he lost to Facundo. And that was it. Took fourth. Um, yep. 74, we, we, we kind of beat the dead horse with 74, 84, 97. And then Luis Fernandez just placed at juniors as well. He's really tough. Yep. Um, I expected a little bit more out of him for junior world trials, um, but... You know, believe that that 125 weight class, 125 kilos. I, you know, anybody who doesn't know exactly what we're talking about when it comes to the weight classes, but the heavyweight weight class is really it's super deep now. I mean, even the two the two guys that made the finals of junior world team trials were DNPs at NCAA's. Yeah. Um. There, this this heavyweight weight class is really tough. Luis Fernandez can compete for All American, but I'm not sure he's quite there yet. Personally, yeah, I mean, obviously, it would be nice to see him do it in the next four years because that's the weight. Uh, it's not weight. Not, yeah, they, they haven't had an all American at 285 yet, so yeah, it'd be pretty nice to see that. <clears throat> obviously, he's probably the, the right guy to do it too, but uh, oh, for sure. I mean, he's he's got a lot of potential, he's definitely got the most most potential out of the heavyweight recruit that I've seen us have. I agree, I, I then I can remember, right? I mean, I've been five, I'm not 
I'm not super old. I've been I've been following Cornell since '06 when when Troy got there, but um, I can't remember another heavyweight recruit that was, should have been better. No, I agree. Yeah. So, uh, what do we have going on in uh, about not this weekend, but uh, next weekend coming up? This coming weekend or the nope, uh, following weekend? We got the Freestyle and Greco State Tournament again in Pennsylvania. Yes. So Freestyle Greco New York State Championships. Top four represent New York State at the Fargo Junior Cadet National Championships, a.k.a. just Fargo. We're just going to call it Fargo for those of you who don't know what we're talking about. It's the toughest high school wrestling tournament in the history of wrestling. Yes. So right now we don't have a full total list of entries. We'll we'll go and do a little deeper dive of the Freestyle and Greco State Tournament. Um, probably, obviously, within the next, I would say, week. Um, you know, give it a, a week recap, but, uh, we have a guy coming on and, uh, he's going for a triple crown. Uh, I just want to stay title, yeah. uh, the beginning of last month. And that is Carter Schubert. What's going on, Carter? Hey, um, not much, just, just, you know, getting ready, sharpening up for, uh, some upcoming events. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> we've got, uh, Carter Schubert just joined the chat. We've, uh, uh he was a 2021 journeyman, New York state ter- champ. Um, you placed in the States 2017, 2018 season and 2018, 2019 season. Um, you know, you wrestled for Williams Marion, right? Well, Williamson Marion, right? Yeah. So uh, it, go I ahead. think it was, it was Winston Marion Sotis. Like we didn't get much kids though, from uh, a couple of schools though. I don't know. A few years ago, not a few, probably closer to eight or nine, 10. Uh, Sotis had their own team. There was a, the TI duels, the Thousand Island duels up in uh, Clayton, New York. We had a we formed a good friendship with a few of the Sodas guys. I think actually one of their dads is the uh, a ref in uh, Section Five. But yeah, so uh, 2016, 2017 would have been your seventh grade year, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, you made it to the state tournament. Uh, were you a an at large? Um. So my sectionals is actually really really tough. So um. The sectionals for my seventh grade year, it was me, Anthony Noto, which is a four-time state right. champ. Yeah. Um, really good. Really good. Caleb Burgess. And um, there was uh, some other kid that did pretty good in our uh, section, but he wasn't like – he wasn't as good as, like, Anthony or Caleb. Because, I mean, Caleb, Caleb Burgess was just in the finals against uh, – who was a rider, maybe? Yeah, it was rider. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Caleb so, versus stuff. Yeah. Those are solid guys, and I wasn't at the time in seventh grade. I weighed like ninety-two pounds wrestling ninety-nine, so it was it was definitely tough. I think I I placed third at sectionals and third at super sectionals. Yeah, that's that's a loaded weight class. I think I was actually just talking about that when I had. Uh, Dang, I don't know who I was interviewing before. Maybe it was Avery Leonard, but uh, some of those guys that might have got a wild card. But like you're looking at Section Five, and there, you know, you guys had a few studs at that weight, and obviously you had a champ, and then two or three guys were at larges. So it was it was interesting to see that few three of the four at larges were going to Section Five just because that's how deep the weight class was. That's how it is every year with Section Five. They're just, I mean, yeah, yeah. Section Five. A couple of weights are just. We got a lot of kids that just are solid at a couple of weights. 
you bumping up to 2017-2018 season, you, you know, you placed fourth in the States. Again, you're at 99 pounds, so you probably grew into the weight a little bit. Yeah, that that year I was I was pretty suitable for the the weight. Yeah, so the... you made it to the state semifinals though. You wrestled uh, Devin Coleman, which I mean, you know, you were an eighth grader, right? And I think Devin at that time was an eleventh grader or twelve. No, nah, he was a senior, maybe like a nineteen-year-old or twenty-year-old senior. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I he, he was at a tournament and uh, Carter Bear wrestled him. And Carter, I think, was a – he must have been – I mean, he's the same grade as you, right? So, he was an eighth grader wrestling the senior, and we're like, dang, this guy's obviously – he's going to be strong, right? He's got the man strength against you. but Yeah, he's got the man strength, yeah. So, you lost him two to one, tiebreaker one. Like, that's that's the biggest thing I remember from that match, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, you wrestle in the wrestle backs, right. um, and then you come back in, in the Concy finals, you wrestle Mason Bush. And you lose to him two to one. You take fourth. As an eighth grader, how did it feel to to place in the states? Um, it was obviously your second trip there. I definitely wanted to go to the finals. Like that, that was the goal, uh, the win. But it's I don't know. It gave me more motivation for the upcoming years. Right, no doubt. Because you never, you know, like when you don't reach your goal, it just it hurts. So yeah, yeah. So bumping up to your ninth grade year, obviously you, you go from 99 pounds to 120 pounds, you're starting to fill out a little bit. Um, you make it to the state tournament again. And uh, this time again, you took fourth place. Um, yeah. You lose in the quarterfinals and you, you wrestle back again to the constant finals. You lose to uh, Joe Castrano again, three to two, you know, you took fourth in the States, obviously like, how did that fuel you going into the next year? And like, obviously you missed your sophomore season due to injury. Like, um, so my, uh, this, the second year at States or third, I guess, cause my seventh grade year I went to, but, um, the third year was, I, I feel like it wasn't as bad as my eighth grade year. Cause I was so, so close to being in the finals. It was, right. and then my, uh, it was in the quarters, I mean, even though it was like a big upset and it was a very close match, uh, it wasn't as like heart like wrenching because it was. I wasn't like it wasn't as close. Like it wasn't the semis and ultimate. I mean, it hurt, but it definitely didn't hurt as bad as the, the eighth grade year. So, you know, do you, do you think that had more to do? Hold on, do you think that had more to do with your maturity? Or just the the idea that you know it wasn't the semis; it was more of a quarters. Like, I f- I feel like when kids kids you know they lose when they're in you know eighth seventh grade, you know it feels worse than when you get older because you didn't know how to process that kind of stuff yet. Do you feel like it was more you kind of matured and learned how to kind of process that emotion? Yeah, I feel like it it wasn't. Yeah, I would say I definitely had matured a lot more, and I put a lot of blame on myself like I really really was um aggravated more at my like self and I, I knew I should have I should have been at the top that year and I don't know it really just it was just more fuel the tank to get me working harder so you know go, 10th grade season you you have an injury 
Um, you, you're, you can't wrestle. Like, what, what did you do 10th grade season to not, not necessarily the season, just during your 10th grade campaign uh, where you're, you're out with an injury and you obviously from 10th grade. So, so when we saw you at 120 and uh, then you got your injury and now you were what, 145, 152, uh, you're, you're thick, right? Um, how did you spend that year of when you were injured? So, yeah, I, was, I think it was like 145-ish because I just got – because that summer I wrestled at Fargo. So, yeah, I was definitely one like 145, 147. Um, the injury, I feel like I, I wouldn't change a single thing. That injury, I feel like, developed me as a person and helped me understand how much wrestling it means to me. And I feel like when it initially happened, when I was just like sit, like you know what I mean, couldn't like really move after the surgery and stuff. Like the first couple of weeks, just being away from the sport, really, uh, really uh, hurt. And I really was disappointed with uh, not being able to wrestle until all the way up until May. But it was it was cool though, because there were ways to like get around and like be in the room and help people out and like help from a different perspective of the sport uh, like more of a like coach like perspective which was I feel like good for me as a wrestler as well but yeah I feel like um so I got in I was on crutches until like so I was injured in October and then I got put in a boot in like January I believe and from there I kind of like went into the wrestling room and I would uh tape my leg up we'd put like red tape on it and I'd just kind of like play wrestle with um my teammates and we'd like be like just don't grab that leg <laughs> but it was um and then I feel like in March I think we had uh they had to so they put screws in so they had to take the screws out in March and then uh because the screws would uh, mess my leg up if we didn't take them out. And then uh, I just had to recover from that surgery and I was back at it in May. So, like, how long, like, how many months were you off the mats totally completely? Like, so probably July from July to, to May? Um, I mean, off the mats, like, what do you mean by that? You know, like, you're not 100% drilling and – uh you know, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, that's a good way to put it. I like, I feel like the first time I could go 100% was definitely maybe like not even may, like may I could start wrestling, but it wasn't like 100%. I would probably say like, like June, maybe like middle of June was like, so I'd almost say almost a complete year. Yeah. That's crazy. So, so you, you got cleared middle of COVID then, right? Middle of the whole pandemic. Um, cleared for what the well from your injury right? you got cleared you said cleared in may so i'm assuming that's may 2020 right i believe so. i'm gonna be completely honest with you i i can't remember like with the pandemic and stuff i i was so yeah i, I guess i would say so like right after the pandemic hit i kind of got released yeah so so where were you where are you practicing and how are you guys kind of trying to because i know we with New York state was like completely shut down from probably March to almost September ish. And I know we had to like be super secret. I have a little barn that we were practicing in. Like, yeah. 
how were you guys finding mat time in that at that point? Um, so I usually go practice up in Hilton with a couple of guys, uh, Rocco Camalachi and uh, Jaden Scott and Sanko, Nick Sanko, and all those guys are pretty solid. So we kind of like just got our little own thing together. Really, anywhere we could practice was uh, what we do. That's a pretty solid room. Um, <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good room. Um, and then and the Notos got their own little room that we could go and play wrestle at. But, um, yeah, I would say that's probably mainly – up in Helen was mainly where we'd go. The garage? Yeah. Yeah, sir. Yeah. We uh, we, uh, we sent uh, Yanni's dad a, a message trying to get him on the podcast, but he was like, nah, keep it, keep it on the guys, the wrestlers – keep it on the kids and uh he was trying to stay out of the, the spotlight but he would have been an interesting guy yeah, to bring on. yeah um so every you know every setback there's a comeback right so you mentioned you got cleared you wrestled i think there was an event i think it might have been one of your first events back um maybe not but i saw you wrestle um C- cody chittam and obviously you just sent me the link as well but uh, i saw it as this happened i'm like dang the like carter schubert you know he's back from his injury um, he's having a good summer. Um, tell us about your your comeback, your first event back. You know, obviously in a in a COVID world, it's kind of a little bit weird. I mean, going into it, I really wanted to beat him, beat Chittum, because that would have been like I, that was the the aim, right? right? But it was I felt like I did a couple of things in that match that could have been. T- I feel like there was a lot of just like little tweaks and technique that I could have fixed before that match and i i remember one thing in specific um Aaliyah actually t- was yelling at me for doing it and it got me taken down twice so yeah i, I really got um karma there yeah. but it was like off of uh my my russian i was getting my russian and he like would pass it up and shoot a high crotch mm. and uh that that one really screwed me up but I would say there was a couple of like little tweaks that we knew that I had to like fix and they, they costed me the match. You obviously wrestled a little bit, a few, few more events during the uh, summer, but uh, we just had the, the New York state tournament the beginning of April. You obviously won the state tournament. You know, what was your mindset going into the tournament? And I guess, you know, looking at the bracket and obviously your, your training partner, as you mentioned, Rocco, He's on the other side of the bracket. Like, so what was your mindset going into the tournament? Like Zach and I said, this is a real state tournament, right? I mean, th- this was a deep, deep tournament and a lot of studs were there. But what was your mindset going into the tournament? My mindset was really just focused on scoring and sh- showing everybody I'm, I'm back. Yeah, no doubt. Um, another thing like that, you, you, you said you're showing everybody you're back. Um, I don't know if anybody that's listening, uh, has you on Twitter, but you know, you're always posting stuff on Twitter. You know, you're posting your highlights, yeah. posting your matches, you're tagging division one coaches, division one, uh, uh, the wrestling Twitters, whether it's, you know, uh, Ohio state, you know, Tom Ryan or wh- whoever it is, uh, you're just tagging as much as you can. And the, uh, and tweet, tell us like how, why you do that? Like, I think it's awesome because you're, you're, you're growing your brand. You're throwing yourself out there. And yeah. right now in the last year, um, obviously recruiting has been, has been crappy for you guys, right? Um, we're just starting to get that lifted, the dead uh, dead period lifted. But you know, you're kind of doing your own 
self-recruiting in a sense. Yeah. Throwing yourself out there. You know, tell us about that. So, I mean, due to my injury with my leg and my ankle, I was, I missed a very critical year in like recruitment of like all the wrestling events and stuff I could have hit. And then with COVID on top of that, it was just a complete, we knew we had to do something to get attention because I, I just, there's not many opportunities to get out and get coaches attention. So knew I just had to like reach out, get some little uh, clips up and show them, show them what I could do. I like it. Has uh, anybody been biting out to that? Yeah, a couple of colleges, and I, I really like a lot of the coaches too. They're they're good people, got good programs. Does your shirt have anything to do with a, a school maybe talking to you? Uh, no. It's just <laughs> uh, I got it for Christmas. It is a college, Iowa State. It's a it's a nice sweater. Yeah, no, that's that's nice. Yeah. Thank uh, you. I mean, obviously. I mean, you don't have to talk about it. Is there any colleges that you kind of have in mind? Like, or, you know, I, we just, like I posted the, uh, the other day, Carter bear had practiced with him and Molehauser's going to Princeton, but, uh, on the, the, the car ride back to governor, I was like, Hey, Bebo, like what colleges are you going to look at? Obviously he's getting recruited as well, just like you and, uh, you know, class 2022, who are you, you looking at that period ends what June 1st, I believe. Yep. So, uh, you know, you kind of taking those five official visits. Is there any five that you really are looking at or you're still kind of open? Um, I feel like I'm, I'm really, I, I got like a top five, but I'm really open right now. And I, I like a bunch of the coaches, like from all sorts of colleges. And I kind of just want to like get out there and see and see them and like, just learn, learn as much as I can. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so talking about, you know, you want a state title, you, um, the NHS, we were talking about the NHSCAs before we brought you on, but, uh, instead of the NHSCAs, you know, you're one of very few New York guys that went out to UWW cadets, uh, the, the nationals yeah. out there, you know, tell us about your time, maybe out there, uh, where you're training freestyle at right now and, uh, you know, your, your future plans. So, I mean, it's been pretty quiet and stuff with practices. We've been. I've been trying to like uh, coordinate some practices with uh, friends like uh, Nick Noto and uh, Anthony Noto just came uh, back from college. So uh, just going to try to like get some uh, practices in with him and uh, there's also Sanko and Jaden, all them. But I feel like we're all sort of like transitioned to that freestyle. And I, I wasn't quite transition to that freestyle wrestling because we just got done with that um the folk style states and stuff and i just gotta really tweak into the freestyle because finishing a shot in folk style is completely different than freestyle you freestyle there's like there's no um hole for error right yeah, no, that transition is super hard especially when you're trying to you know make world teams or you play wrestling a national tournament yeah. So One I, I, mistake can cost you the match, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and like the fact that um, I, I don't know, like, with your county that you're living in and Section 5, like, I know a few Section 5 counties had, or maybe even the whole section had competed, and, uh, you know, you had your folk style season, and then, like you mentioned, you had the states, where other states, you know, might have had more normal things and kind of transitioned to freestyle a little bit sooner than we did, and uh, they kind of 
might yeah. be kind of why more New York so, guys didn't travel. What I was thinking is um, a lot of those uh, states over in the like kind of like Midwestern area, um, I'm pretty sure most of them are like just getting their uh, high school season, just kind of like starting. I know Wisconsin had theirs a little while ago. Actually, yep. I think they had it in the winter, maybe. They were but, pretty. Um, they were pretty normal-ish. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But besides them, I, I know a lot of their like a lot of people out that way are just like getting their season. Yeah, I mean, there's a few few uh, counties in Section Three that are just starting their season. I know yeah. Section Seven just started ours. We just started ours up north here, and uh, yeah, it's definitely a weird time, but it's hard. We did ours a couple months ago. Yeah. So <laughs> Section Four. Yeah, New York's a little odd, but. Yeah. Um, so, and in, in not this weekend coming up, but the following weekend, two weeks or two weeks from now, you're traveling down to Pennsylvania to wrestle in the freestyle and Greco state tournament. I mean, we don't have the entry list, but you're one of very few probably going for the triple crown. Um, you know, tell us what we can expect out of you, I guess, as you travel down to uh, compete at the freestyle and Greco. Um, I mean, I'm just going down there and try to score as much as I can. And, uh, start uh sharpen my freestyle game up for uh the upcoming events like uh there's the spartan nationals and um spartan nationals is gonna be tough uh i've heard you're gonna wrestle then, a ton uh, of matches down there yeah there's gonna be some all three styles. are you wrestling uh, down spartan yeah i think i'm only wrestling freestyle i might be wrestling both the, well they're doing folk style freestyle greco and beach wrestling i don't know what that oh like. Oh, I might have to try to beach wrestling, but I know I'm going down the wrestle freestyle and possibly Greco. I, I don't, I'm not doing any folk style. That's a good point. I think I'm going to NHSCAs for uh folk style though. And then I'm going to go to a couple of camps and uh, get ready for Fargo. So I feel like just trying to like stay into that freestyle and uh, concentrate on getting ready for Fargo. That's good to hear. What cool. is your... So how is there any kind of like an importance or anything like that to the state tournament, this freestyle Greco triple crown option? Like how much weight are you putting behind this? Um, not really. I'm not really losing anything. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just like one of those things where you just got to like not eat everything in sight, like not eat ice cream every day. And like, <laughs> but yeah, go down there and do what you do and I have fun, put up points and, uh, so whatever happens happens but you know you're looking yeah. to to compete and do well as we kind of mentioned and you know something that i just said like you're putting yourself out there for colleges you know if there's obviously there's a few college coaches that listen to this podcast you know if if there's one thing that you would like to say now's your time go ahead and do it i uh, know uh this is tough uh honestly i just i can't wait to meet a lot of the college coaches and uh talk about wrestling and I, I really want to, uh, I want to like ask them about a couple of positions in uh, neutral, like then yeah. uh, finishes and stuff. But yeah, I feel like that's just, I just want to like exchange knowledge or more so gain knowledge from them. Yeah. I guess that's the best well, way to put it. Picking the brains of, of those guys is, is, is awesome. So yeah, good luck with that. What is, uh, what's one characteristic about Carter Schubert that you would want college coaches to know about? Um, I would definitely go with, I'm not going to like, how's that? I'm not going to fade away if that makes any sense. Like throughout my career, I'm not going to like do good one year or do bad one year and then just like 
go and completely disappear. I'm going to definitely, like, if I get go and do good one year and go bad the next two years, I'll come back that fourth year good. Like, I'm not going to stop trying to do my best. I'm going to try every day, you know? And I feel like that's a big thing. You got to gotta commit to the lifestyle of a wrestler. You got you to gotta work every day. Embrace the grind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you mentioned that you had your injury and like you became like a student of the sport and you kind of became a coach, that says a lot. Like I had an interview on, I don't know, a couple months ago and they said the same thing after they got their injury. Like, you know, you become a student of the sport and you, you, you see the sport from a different aspect. Yeah. It helps you um, enjoy and love the sport. And obviously it sounds like that's something that you do and you're obviously competing everywhere um, doesn't matter. Obviously not, not so much in New York because we can't do that, but you know, you're traveling, you're putting in the time and, uh, it says a lot about who you are and who you come from. So is there any shout outs before we let you go? Is there any shout outs you want to give? Yeah, I definitely want to thank my, uh, my grandparents for, uh, supporting me and getting me out to all these wrestling events along with my, my grand, my mom and my, uh, my dad and, my siblings for supporting me and like giving me nice, cool texts, like you got this and stuff like that definitely helps me out and makes me smile. Um, I would like to thank uh, a couple of my, so as a little kid, uh, you guys probably know Jay Schaefer, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. his dad, Ed Schaefer, um, he definitely made me the, like type of worker along with my dad and my grandparents but like the type of mind I like developed and like the way I think about things isn't like it's not like oh okay I'm just gonna quit it's it's like it just go keep going and it's just like it's it's something special that I can't like I can't um lose it in a way it's like it's it's like one of those really important things that you need to learn that's really really hard to like master and i feel like he's really given me something special that's never gonna like leave me and it's something i definitely love so and then i'd also adam burgos he's done a lot for me i'm very grateful for him and uh alia jackmahas obviously more so for like life lessons than anything all these guys have taught me so much about life and i'm just so grateful for it yeah that, that's awesome. awesome i mean you've obviously been around some pretty good people out there in section five so anything else you got for zach yeah so um last question freestyle states greco states is going to be on flow what weight you're going to be at so people can make sure they're tuning in uh for freestyle states Yep. I'll probably be 152 and 152 for uh, Spartan Nationals as well. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Carter. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say before we let you go? Uh, thanks for having me here, guys. Yeah, no doubt. Love to have you on again. See you later. Have a good one. Yeah. As we mentioned, we talked about – so, Carter, first of all, Carter's uh, – I've got him on Twitter. I should have probably told him to uh, plug in his Twitter handle. Um Shout out all these coaches on Twitter. You might as well make sure they know where they're going to look yeah, at it. Yeah, no doubt. I'm going to plug that in right now. Um, he's obviously – he's he's awesome. I mean, the stuff that he posts, you know, he's putting himself out there. 
the, the last tweet that he had, he put out Tyrell Todd. He put out Driven to Dominate, Buckeye, um, Tom Ryan's Twitter, Brunt Metcalf, Mike Poeta after Mike Poeta got his job, and Steve Garland. Like, he's just, he just putting himself in the streets, and, uh, you know, it says a lot. Like, you know. you know who else is actually doing that, too, is uh, Jaden Scott. Yes, I saw that, Obviously, too. They, you know, they're training together, but um, he was actually the first one I saw doing that um, when he was posting himself, and he's been doing it for a couple of years now. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's cool to see, like, obviously some people are kind of more laid back and they stay, you know, not in the spotlight, but like just putting themselves out there and, and uh, showing these college coaches who they are and, you know, what they're about. It says a lot. And, you know, that's kind of hopefully where this interview goes. Has Carter made his way to the rankings yet? Carter, he, he, Carter, he's been in and out of the rankings. He's not nationally ranked. I don't believe. Okay. So we got to talk about a little bit of freestyle states. We got freestyle Greco states coming up on uh, two weeks. You know, we just heard from Carter. He's going to be there looking for a triple crown. This is probably one of, this is one of my favorite events of the year. Um, it, it's, it's an opportunity to compete in freestyle and Greco, which we don't have enough of in New York state. I know that's something that the New York state, the USA wrestling, New York state coaches are working on Chris Harrington. Um, unfortunately, COVID put a wrench in all of the plans. But there's going to be, oh, I think there's going to be a ton more opportunities now that, you know, New York, New York, USA wrestling, excuse me, is kind of making a little change of the guard. You know, new guys are coming in, new coaches are coming in. They're really putting their minds to it. And, you know, the, the funding that USA wrestling gives in New York um, is going to start getting put into the right places um, and really opening up some free, a, a true freestyle season is something we need, right? Um, this coming weekend, there's there's a freestyle dual tournament out in Syracuse that I've heard about, um, as well as obviously Nyway, but that's not freestyle, so that's why we're not going. Sorry, you know, I need some more well, freestyle events in my life. The the freestyle event that's going on this weekend um, is in parts unknown. Uh, the team New York, team Minnesota, and team Pennsylvania. Uh, just just to go through real quick of uh, team New York, we've got Joey Manfredi at 106. Gianni Silvestri at 113. At 120, we got Jay Schaefer, 126, Steve O'Poolin. 132, Chase Liardi. 138 is Jay Sean Holmes. 145, Rocco Camilci. 152, Caleb Burgess. 160, Carter Bear. 170, Jake Null. 182, Mike Altmer. 195, Brock Del Signor. 220, Sam Sorensen. And 285, Charlie Tibbetts. So uh, Team New York's got a lot of studs on the team. We've got three nationally ranked guys on our team. Team Minnesota, they've got a lot of studs on their team as well. And and same with uh, Team PA. One weight in, in particular that I'm really excited about is 170. We've got Jake Knoll. Um, he's kind of maybe coming back from an injury. I'm not sure. We haven't seen him in a while. Then we got Trey Kybe, And then we have Ryder Ragodzik of Minnesota. Um, three dudes that are, are ranked – you know, top 15 in the country. So on Willie's ranking. So it's going to be exciting. Yeah, no, I, this is gonna be a lot of fun. I believe it's, it's going to be streamed on the journeyman wrestling website. somewhere. Um, so make sure you're tuning into that. This is going to be a lot of fun for any New York wrestling fans. Um, you know, like you talk, you're, you kind of already put the, you know, talked about it, but the team's tough. Uh, there's only a couple, I don't want to say holes, right. They're not really holes. Um, but 
couple of kids sitting home. I know that Jordan Titus was originally on the team and had to pull out. Um, but, you know, this is going to be fun. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I'll, uh, I'll tag the uh, rosters on my, uh, on more wrestling's Twitter and more wrestling's Facebook, uh, underneath the comments or something with this, this, uh, this episode. So yeah. that being said, Mr. Pullen, if you end up needing another 138 pounder, I might know a guy who took second in the state who's been trying to get on this team. Yes. Uh, can exactly. Levy. Yes, no doubt. I mean, he'd be a stud to have on your team. So, yeah, I mean, so we probably could have gone and talked for hours and hours with this episode of the stuff that's happened in May or that's happened in April and uh, some of the stuff that's happening this month in May. So uh, we kind of kept it short and sweet. But uh, is there anything else you want to add? No, um, you know, next week we I'm hoping I'll have the the entirety of the New York State freestyle entries so we can, you know, give a little bit more in-depth talk about that. Um, something this this state hasn't really had in the past is I mean, I think New York Wrestling News has done a much better job uh covering off-season stuff. Uh we didn't really have a freestyle season last year for them to cover since the you know, since Smitty had kind of taken over over there. Uh he's been doing a phenomenal job. Um, hopefully we get some more, more coverage on this freestyle season that we haven't really had in the past. So I'm excited for that. Um, let's go freestyle. Yeah, no doubt. Let's go freestyle. Let's get these, uh, New York studs out, up there, out there, whether it's this event going on this weekend or the state tournament, you know, we'll cover it in the podcast and I know Josh, uh, will cover it on New York wrestling news. Yeah. And um, you know, one more thing, people, New York, New York needs to put much more emphasis on cadet teams and junior teams and especially Fargo. The coaches we've had coming around the last couple of years for our Fargo team have been really good. Adam Hall comes up from NC state. He's on the coaching staff. Obviously Chris Harrington of, of Tioga, who's a two time New York state coach, um, state championship coach. Uh, there's just stud after stud on this coaching staff. They host a ton of different camps throughout the year up at, up at Kirby and, um, I'm blanking on the other one. I think there's, there's one out in Section 5. Obviously, we used to host them at in Ithaca at the Freedman Center. I'm sure they're still going to be doing that. Guys, the resources and, and the, the opportunities you get from making a Fargo team is amazing. Get out to Freestyle States. Top 4 qualify. Oh, yeah. And there's a regional tournament the day yes. before. Top 4 there also qualify for Fargo. And that doesn't count against the state's entry. So you qualify there more New Yorkers get an opportunity to go to Fargo. Okay. Make sure you're competing in this. Make sure you're wrestling freestyle, get out to the state tournament, have some fun, maybe win a state title. You never know. Yeah. Maybe go for that triple crown, Carter Schubert. Let's go. I need more state champs. We need more triple crowns. Triple yes, crowns will be more important. Yeah. We're going to name, we're going to name a MOW this weekend. It better be a triple crown winner. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Uh, but yeah, as Zach mentioned, we'll be back in the next week with more entries and a better, um, better look at the freestyle and the New York State freestyle and Greco State championships. That's all I got. Peace out. All I got. Peace out.